So you know I'm obsessed with candles, right? Have you ever heard of massage oil candles? Okay, so get this. I always light candles when I'm enjoying a glass of wine with friends, and recently they were over and I lit three candles for my new line called Emily and Tony. My skin felt really dry, so I went ahead and poured some of it on my hands and I gave myself a quick massage. My friends were stunned that I did this and immediately were obsessed. And here's why. See, these candles are really aromatherapy massage oils that when warmed like a candle, they melt into the most luxurious body oil that is super hydrating, leaves your skin feeling and smelling amazing, and it's perfect for massaging your partner or yourself. You can use it during foreplay, and you know me, I'm a firm believer in foreplay. They come in delicious flavors like creme de vanilla, cocoa, and fougere. Not just that, they look great in your home. So help us keep this podcast free. Check them out today at emilyandtony.com. And you're welcome. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can listen to all of our podcasts, sign up for our mailing list. Oh my God, and right now is the best time to go to sexwithemily.com because I've got a new special report on my website that you all have to get. It's free. Five biggest mistakes women are making in bed and five biggest mistakes men are making in bed. And, you know, you know, mistake is kind of a negative word. I'm not saying you did it on purpose, but there are some things that you're doing and I'm telling you how to improve them. So just go to my website, check it out. We've also got tons of videos and I've got hundreds of podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And also, as always, check me out on Facebook and Twitter, which is Sex with Emily at Sex with Emily on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Sex with Emily. I'm really excited for today's guest. It is Jason. He is a dating coach, but he's just not your everyday dating coach. He's got some game. He knows what he's talking about. He knows how to get the chicks. It's amazing the stories that he has. He blew my mind. I met him and I was like, holy moly, you've got to come to my show and share all this knowledge that you have with my listeners because he teaches men how to be their their best selves with women and how to get the women you want and then how to sleep with them, which is what I know y'all want anyway, right? That's why you're listening to Sex with Emily. But we're going to give you some good dating tips and some tips once you get the chick, what to do with her, and it's going to be a fun show. Hi, Jason. Hi. Hi. So glad to have you on the Sex with Emily show today. I'm glad to be here in the studio with you as well. It is amazing. Okay, so tell me, how did you, um, how'd you get into this biz? That is a very good question. So I was born out of my mother's womb with game. I just came out and knew what to say. So I was like, I need to share this gift with the world. That's entirely false. I actually, yeah. (laughs) Actually, it's the exact opposite um, what happened here. I was actually a virgin until I was 20 years old. Wow. Which is fairly late. Like for most people, it's not like incredibly late. I'm not like Steve Carell in that movie, right? But all my friends lost their virginity when they were teenagers. And I was a basketball player. All I did was play basketball every single day. I ended up playing college basketball. I was literally a college athlete who wasn't getting laid. 
Just, I, mean, I, I didn't even know that exists. Right, shocking okay. So that's right? why you become a college athlete, just so you can get Right, like, for the girls. Right. right. I was weird. I actually became a college athlete because I liked the sport. It was really it's totally backwards, right? Yeah. But the reason was because I was so obsessed with basketball that freshman, sophomore year of college, and my friends are going to college parties and meeting girls. And Can I swear on the show, by the yeah, way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> they're going to parties. I just said F-bomb a lot. And they're going to like fucking girls and everyone's having fun and shit. I'm in the gym Friday night shooting hoops. Like, that was what I did. I didn't mingle with girls because I was so focused. So while that made me a really good basketball player, it did nothing for my more important game, which was, of course, you know, talking with women. So when I became really burned out in basketball at the age of 20 and I stopped playing, I was like, you know, I'm like 20 years old. I probably have some urges here I should probably, like, figure out. So I first started going to parties with friends and stuff. And I'll never forget the first college party everyone went to we walk in and it's like this big frat house right and there's drunk guys and drunk girls everyone everyone's partying right college is like the best parties ever right so i walk in for my buddies and immediately they like dart over to this group of like eight girls who they like knew or whatever and they're like picking the girls up and the girls are like laughing and everyone's like kissing and dancing and flirting and i'm and i'm sitting there like and i walk in and i literally i'm like how are you doing that like, what are you it saying like to them? It was like foreign. It was like watching. It was right? literally, because when I, like, they went over there, right? I didn't just stand away from them. Like, after 20 seconds, I was like, oh, you know, I should probably go talk to these people, too. And I walk over, and it's like, the girl will talk to them. She'd be giggling, laughing, flirting, attracted. And then she'd talk to me, and it'd be awkward and boring. And then 10 seconds later, she'd be like, I'm going to go talk to the people who make All me right, feel good. Or I have to go to the bathroom, or I have to get another drink. Exactly. And then yeah, I've leave. been that girl, right. So, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do, and... Of course, you know, me, I have like this obsessive personality to figure everything out that I'm interested in. I was like, you know, this I need to fucking figure out. So started um, hanging around guys who are really good with girls. I got a mentor. I started reading books on the subject. And then, you know, one thing led to another. I got deeper and deeper and deeper. And now almost five years later, um, this is all I do. So this is like, so you could say like my teenage years, I was obsessed with basketball. And the minute I hit 20 and since then, I've just been obsessed with everything male, female. And now you have a really successful dating coach business yeah. and you have products and all this stuff and 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 which is so cool what you just told me that you're going to be giving away to our listeners a free report which is the deadliest pickup line of all times yes okay so it's actually it's not a report it's going to be a video it's a video it's okay a good even better you don't need it to video. read you don't have to read yeah, to fuck reading all right, right. who wants to read so, so that's <laughs> going to be at sexwithemily.com slash jason yes. which is so easy mm-hmm. okay so you can check out all what jason is about because if you're going to want to know more about jason believe me after you listen to this interview okay so you became obsessed with women mm-hmm. and studying women and so then you when did you lose your virginity then so that <laughs> that's a good question um that took maybe six weeks or so from that point when Not i decided bad. right i thought that was pretty good right yeah. and then of course it was like the first domino fell and then it's like you know you start to pick up some momentum and some steam and the, the game just keeps getting better and better and better and better so by the time i left my college campus I was holding these impromptu seminars at like different frat houses and stuff, teaching these guys game on like a whiteboard. Like in this situation, you should be saying these kinds of things and approach the girl this way. And if you want to take her home, here's what you should say. I was literally like, had like groups of like 10 or 20 guys like listening to me teach this stuff, which was So insane. give me an example. Okay. So when people hear game, they think of like, you know, Strauss, the pickup, like you're, mm-hmm. you say you're not a pickup artist, but like, I feel like mm-hmm. every pickup, because you're not like, you're more of like a dating coach and you do it with more of a heart perhaps, Hopefully, or you don't. Yeah. My mom uh, would like to okay. think so. I certainly do. Because here's the thing. Um, I think the, the term pickup artist implies certain things that I don't like or embody. I think it implies like you're manipulating someone exactly. to do something that they don't necessarily want to do. What I'm teaching guys is two things. It's number one, how to become the most attractive version of yourself. 
Okay, so you don't need to manipulate anybody, but simply by being this most badass, awesome version of yourself, you're going to naturally attract all the women that you want. And then two, I'm not like I'm not going to teach you how to manipulate a woman, but there are certain things you can say and certain things that you can do to make her want to come home with you, to make her want to sleep with you. So you're not manipulating her, but you're just like pushing these buttons that that she wants to like she wants you to push. And like okay. I'm, I'm kind of giving guys like a blueprint, like push these buttons, like they want. And you those, to do it. that's what you were drawing on the whiteboard in college, were certain, the buttons. Yeah, exactly, certain things like so that. So what are those buttons? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Sure. Well, it's what are we talking about? Well, as a woman, I, I try to think about like, God, I mean, because because now that I've been, you know, I've met so many people. Do you know? I've been doing this for a long time, and mm-hmm. I've met a lot of guys who like are prof- like professionals and dating and getting women, all this different stuff. But then I start thinking back about my past and like, wow, like why was I attracted to that guy? All the guys I would get hit, I get hit on a lot in college. I was mm-hmm. a cocktail waitress, and I was like, you know, a million guys. I was like, what were the ones? It's, it was the ones who were funny or who were smart or were confident. All those mm-hmm. things. But like, how do you teach that? Like, sure. What, so, I mean, right, because, like, the common dating advice is just have a great sense of humor and be really confident, right? Right. Like, that's cool. it. Right. What the fuck guys am I like, supposed to yeah, do with that? Right. That makes Can't, it, right? It doesn't help. How can you take a guy who's not confident and be like, all right, dude, just, just, just be confident. Be confident. Yeah, just be Bye-bye. Confident, bro. Have a nice day. Yeah. Exactly. So, instead, what I'm teaching is my formula, like, generally speaking, to attract any woman. And not saying that you're going to make any woman sleep with you because there's a lot more that goes into that. But just, like... Even when you're in a relationship, you still meet guys and you feel, like, attraction towards them. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, they might be dating one girl, but if they meet someone else, they're not necessarily going to fuck her or pursue her, but they'll feel... Like, you still have those feelings. Attraction, right. It just just happens. We feel attracted all the time. Mm -hmm. And the combination for guys, it's not necessarily looks. It's not money. It's this combination of, I call it being fun and challenging at the same time. And if a guy can be fun or playful, that sense of humor, right? But he can also be challenging to her at the same time. That's going to create this, like this opening in her that's going to feel like I'm intrigued by right. this guy. Does that make sense? you want to feel something different. We're like, another guy's hitting on me. I know he's doing that. But if you like elicit some kind of emotion in me, that's like, and we all want to be challenged and we all want to win or whatever it is. So exactly. we're like, oh, he's doing something. So how do you teach that then? Okay. Well, let me, all right, let me ask you a question. Okay. You like when you were like really single and guys mm-hmm. were hitting on you all the time. And I am still like single. That. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, really single, but you know, I'm never really single, but I've never really committed either, but go ahead. I like that. I feel the same way about myself. <laughs> so when a guy hits on you uh-huh. and it's, you get one of those feelings, you're like, I need to like get out of here and excuse myself to go to the bathroom or something. What, what the things do you like, what is usually happening? What is That's usually a great question. On? I'm, I'm, cause I've, I'm trying to like channel back to the time where I was like at parties. I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get a drink. You mm-hmm. know? Um, I'm usually just like bored. He's asking me where I'm from, what I'm, what I do for a living. Like he's just, but it's in a way that I'm just, there's no attraction. I'm not mm-hmm. interested. I'm just bored. I'm like, and I've got like eight, like you need to get my attention. Of You've course. got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're, I can tell already and I'm just, I'm not interested in it. I'm nothing sparking in me. Nothing's interesting. Not even if he's cute or not. Like it's not, I'm not even a girl who's like, Oh, he's gotta be hot. That it's the comp for me. You know, women, the, the brain is our largest sex organ. So mm-hmm. you need to turn our brains on. Mm-hmm. And so, these guys were not turning my brains on. They were right. boring me, and I, you know, had to do the fake bathroom swoop. Like, gotta go to the bathroom, gotta be my friends. Yeah, yes. and he wasn't doing anything. Right. And when you say the brain part, I mean, it's the emotional brain part that needs to right. be... that. That's where guys need to hit. So when guys go up to a girl and they're getting this reaction of, like, like I'm not interested, I'm gonna go, um, you know, floss my cat's teeth or something right now or something like that. Like, <laughs> that happens because he didn't spark any emotions in her. There was no, it was purely a logical conversation. When a guy can go up to a girl that he just met and he can push a button or spark some emotion in her, something different, a different feeling, she's going to be intrigued. There's just, she, she's hooked now. She wants to know a little bit more, but you know, you can go up to a girl and you can go up to, like, you can 
you can spark an emotion in the wrong way. You can go up to her and be like, you know what? You're really ugly. Like, if that's going to get an emotional response out of her... That's going to put her in therapy for the next 20 years. <laughs> it's probably not going to get you laid, though, right? Right. She's really low self-esteem. But if you go up to her and you are playful and you're challenging to her at the exact same time... So give me an example. Pick okay. me up right now. What so one of my... I'll just lift you up. Um, one of my favorite things to do, okay, that I always tell guys, this is like one you can just test out, and this will probably work for you, is I go up to a girl and I say, Hi, I'm Jason. What's your name? And she goes, Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Emily. And I go, Nice to meet you. I'm psychic. I'm just like... You say I'm psychic? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. psychic. Did you know that? And she'll be like... Like, it's weird, right? It's right. totally something I off like, the wall. No, I just met you, and right. what do you mean? Right, and I'll be like, yeah, it's, it's weird. You know what happened last week? I got hit in the head with this football, and I'm just, I've been psychic ever since. You, do you like, do you have any psychic power? Like, you make up a fun... Like, it's totally, right, right. It's just playful, right? So let's this do it. So let's do it. I'll be like, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've been to psychics before. I don't mm-hmm. know if I have psychic powers. But you've, you probably felt like at one point where like there was some weird like ESP thing that happened, right? Yeah, totally. Right, like you, someone called you that you thought was going to call you. Yeah, you think about someone and they call, you run into them in the street. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one, we just we're being playful now and we're just connecting right. on something totally random. But also, right now at this moment, what I would do is I'd say, okay, now because so now we're being playful, right? Right. But now I want to challenge you at the same time. So I would say, okay, well, let's see how good your psychic powers are, and then I'll turn to the rest of the room and I'll say, him right there. What's his name? Bob. No, I think that's entirely wrong. Try again. Uh, Mark. Okay, that's probably a little bit better. What does Mark do? And now we're we go back and forth. We make up a story about him. Right, and, it'd be and fun. it's our fun conversation. Exactly. Like he hasn't gotten laid ever. Three months. Um, mm-hmm. He's way too drunk right now, and he needs to wear a different shirt. Yeah, he smells too. I don't know if you notice. He's a little. No, does he? That's yeah. why he's standing alone. Mm-hmm. I see. So then we're creating a dialogue, and it's fun. And you're not asking me where I live and no, what I, I do for a living. Well, here's the thing. Like, please don't ask me that off the bat. Like, guys, like, well, you know. Well, here's the thing. Why, okay, why would a high value, like, naturally attractive dude be interested in those personal questions about someone he just met? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's done nothing to to make him be like, wow, I need to know more about you. Tell me about you. Like, that should happen after she's she's invested some and she's earned it a little bit. Right. And you should be doing the same for her. Like, it should be an equal amount of investment. Like, if a guy goes up to a girl and he's just like, what do you do? Where are you from? What's your job? What's your favorite color? Like all this bullshit. He's, why would he be so interested in someone that he just met? Mm-hmm. Like he's, does that make sense? Yeah, because I'm just thinking you want to sleep with me. And exactly. that's why you're talking to me. Exactly. You've done nothing to prove to him that you're something more than just a pretty face. Right. And he clearly doesn't, like you could, you could be basically saying you could be anybody. I'm just trying to make 15 minutes of conversation so I can say, give me your phone number, mm-hmm. which is total bullshit. Right. Instead, what the guy should be coming up to the girl with is his mindset of, I'm going to play with her. We're going to have fun. We're going to flirt. And then I'm going to find out if she can hang with me or not. If she does, she can hang with me and we can actually vibe on some level. Then I might be more intrigued and interested and inclined to learn a little more. But until then, I'm not, I'm not, like, I don't give a shit about that. I just want to have fun. And she just wants to have fun. You know, and then what's going to happen is you go up and you're playful with her and you're challenging with her. She's going to start to feel those emotions. She's going to start to get attracted to you. And she's going to want to know those things about you also. And now you guys can actually have like a real dialogue. So you start with something... That's kind of playful and conversational, but guys have a hard time with this. Like you can tell them this, but they're like, they're nervous. They mm-hmm. see a woman, they get shut down. She's hot. I want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I guess we always say like being observational and notice something that she's doing and make a joke about some people just aren't naturally. Right. Well, there's, okay. So the reason, I mean, this is like a long-term process, but the reason right. guys are so tight and they're like, well, she's really hot. Like I can't do that with her Right. is because everyone is so fucking outcome dependent nowadays. Everyone is so obsessed and attached to getting this one outcome and the problem is when those guys when they see a really hot girl the outcome that they're so attached to isn't fucking her which is which is totally screwy the outcome that they're so attached to is not getting rejected by her right which is even worse 
Because you're going to get rejected. If you're so. thinking, I don't want to get rejected by her, what's going to happen? You're going to get rejected. Of course. Right. You're going you're to manifest whatever you're thinking. Exactly. Right. So, instead, first of all, instead of thinking, I don't want to get rejected by her, you're going to think about an outcome. It should be, you know, really, when I go to a girl, the only outcome I have in my mind is I'm going to have fun. Right. Let's have fun. I'm, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have a great myself. night. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm literally, I'm going to entertain myself. And by me doing that, I'm going to create this fun, playful energy around me that she's going to feel attracted towards because she's so, going to want a part of that. That, see, that is so, I want, I want everyone to like pay attention to that because when we're talking about building confidence, that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. because that makes you feel confident. And also to think that I'm just going to have fun right now. It's about me. Like it's because it really, it should all be about us, right? Like in the end of the day, yeah, no, like we're born alone, you die alone. People hate when I say that. I mean, whatever I believe in togetherness, but the truth is if you don't feel good, no one else is going to want to be with you if you don't feel good about yourself. So the fact that you're turning out, you're taking away from her, like giving her all the power, you're like, I'm just going to go have fun. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fun. You're not even thinking about rejection and the worst thing that's going to happen. You're like, I'm at a party. I'm going to go talk to a chick and, and exactly. make, make it fun. I'm going to have playful. fun. Exactly. And what's ironic about it is when you know I'm going in there, I'm just going to fucking entertain myself. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to do what I want. That's gonna that that's like self charging. Like that charges you up because now you're not worried about what she's thinking or what he's thinking or what anyone. You don't give a fuck. Right. You're literally having fun in your own world, in your own body, whatever you want to call it, and that's going to draw people in. That is that is what attractive energy is. When we see someone doing what they want and saying what they want and they're free and they're happy, we want to be around that person because we want some of that. We want to be freer. We want to be happier. We want to be more excited about the shit we're saying. So that's going so to attract we're attracted them. to people like that. Of course. We're attracted to people who are free. People are free, happy, passionate, excited, whatever you want to call it. That's who we want to be around. We want to be around those people all the time. Right. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying, like, become a naturally attractive virgin. You're not going up to a girl. Like, I could say lines to you that would be little, like, button pushes, like, little lines that would, like... So we all know, like, the older days, like, people want what they can't have. Mm-hmm. Right? I would call that, like, transient attraction. Okay. Because you can, I can say something to a girl, like... Like, you know, she tells me she's from Pasadena and I'm like, oh, pet girls from Pasadena are trouble. Like, we definitely can't be drinking buddies anymore. And I take the drink from her or something like that. Like, that is like right. a button push, right? Right. And that's going to make her feel like she can't have me for a second and she'll feel a pull towards me. And that's great. But that's not going to that's not gonna make her want to fuck me. Right. But that's just like a fun, playful thing. But if you are this guy who has this, this like masculine, attractive, doesn't give a fuck, he's free, he's self-entertaining, you have that energy about you and that's lasting... That's who she's And you can be teach around. that to people. Yeah, of course. It can be learned. Everything can of, be learned. Of people course. think they don't have it and they can't get it mm-hmm. and they live in the worst town to date in and everywhere they live they can't meet anyone and I'm just like you've got to work on yourself. You've got to be work on becoming the best version of yourself. Of course. So these are some some great ways to yeah, do it. It all starts with you. It all always starts, starts with, you. with you. So if you're not feeling good about yourself, you're in a bad place, you're in a funk, you're not feeling good about your job, all that stuff. You got to do things right now like don't don't focus on the women right now or the man if you're a woman listening, don't focus on the man, like focus on making yourself better whole. You know, happier, yeah. Happier, I mean, just, if you if you were to just look at your days, like how many of the things that you're doing every day are things that you wanted to do for you, and mm-hmm. how many of the things you're doing are things for other people. Like, I mean, we get into these. Like, if all day long you're doing stuff for someone else, or for the approval of someone else, or to please someone else, or because some boss told you to do it, whatever it is, you know, you get stuck in this pattern of that. That's your pattern. You, your default pattern is I do stuff for other people. But if all day long you're doing stuff for you and you're saying things for you and you're saying what you want, all of a sudden your pattern becomes I'm doing what I want. So when you go out at night, it, nothing changes. You're still right. doing that. Exactly. And that's who it's we're attracted to. So what creates so then this what creates the attraction between two people then? That would be when they're seeing you when when they're seeing you being your most positive self. Sure. But what else is it like? What sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's get a little more. Something weird just happened here. Hold on a minute. 
something just okay we're good good so yeah i mean let's get a little more like specific here yeah so we're good go okay <laughs> What was your question? You what, what, what creates attraction between two people? Sure. So, there's... Like, what is it about? We were like, well, what well, the is big, it? The big part of attraction is we are usually attracted to people who we feel are of higher status than we are. Okay? It's higher status or higher value, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of people think that the way to, like, demonstrate or convey that you are a high-status human being to someone else is, like, your cars or your clothes or where you live or your house. And we don't trust that. Like, we know that someone could have been born with rich parents. They didn't earn that money. Mm -hmm. Or we know that someone could have gotten lucky on some dot-com bubble burst or mm -hmm. something like that. And made Like, we don't trust those things. On some subconscious level, if we meet a guy who drives, like, a kick-ass car and has a sick house or something like that, like, but he's, he's a, like, a faggot or he's a nerd or he's right. a douchebag or whatever it is, then none of that shit means anything. He's still a low-status person to us. Okay, which is good because for the guys who don't have a lot of money or stuff like that, right. that's just not something they. Yeah, wanted. let me just say one point, a little segue here. Mm -hmm. I've had guys who come to me and like in the first three minutes are telling me about the Rolls Royce that's parked in their driveway. They're like, I've got this Rolls Royce, and I'm kind of stressed because I left in the driveway. I'm like running out of there so fast. Like mm -hmm. I don't give a shit that you have a Rolls Royce or what you have. Like to me, another one might feel differently, but I don't care like what you own, what you do, mm -hmm. what you have. It's about probably what you're going to say well, next. What, what, I'll ask you, what does it say about that guy who feels the need to that tell you about so his Rolls Royce? He's so insecure that he's leading with his, his Rolls rice and he probably has no penis right right yeah not even I mean, a small one just none he's not he's right. penisless right. he's right. castrated no but guys have to lead with like what they do and like how much money they have in their cars mm -hmm. you know that they're not a confident man because right. he's like i have to tell you all these outside well, things about so myself communicating finding himself communicating that they don't goods. see themselves exactly as, as high status they're communicating they see themselves as low status there they're literally telling you they're going hi emily i'm low status how right. are you? do you like me now right what they're saying so one they're doing that wrong and two they're selling you right okay the, the ideal way to do it if you want to pick up a girl is you make her sell to you you flip it around right and they're they're i mean it's ridiculous they're doing how the do exact you do it? things how do you flip that around flip it around do it to me so I, we call it qualify do it do it right yeah <laughs> so i would say something to you i would say something like you know what you like clearly you have like very like type a like high energy about you but i'm sure there's other times where you can like chill and relax i thought i chilled out since i moved to la no you're very Damn. high word okay but see what you're kind of like <laughs> you're like opening up here but i'm i would say to you like but i'm sure there's times where you are more chill and like vibing and laid back like that would be true right right so like what are like when are the when do those times happen like, i'm just curious when do i chill and vibe yeah when when do you find the time to chill and vibe um lately no um you know with friends exercise running yoga mm -hmm. yeah and w like when you're doing those things, like when you're doing yoga and you're like starting to like mellow out, like what, what changes like in your mindset for you? Like when that happens, I guess I just clear my mind and I become calmer and I focus on my breath and I let all my thoughts go and I just become a more chill person. Mm -hmm. I think my friends too, surround myself by like people I love and people who are funny and smart. And, you know. they, they, they kind of like rub off on you yeah, in the same way. Yeah. yeah. I just, I know, like, I love it during yoga, like, that moment at the end, like, I think it's called Shavasana. Shavasana, yeah. Where you, like, you just disappear into your mat. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that to me is one of my favorite feelings. Mine, too. Little, right? Mine, too. Okay. Yeah. So, did you see what just happened here? Yeah. So, I opened you up, uh -huh. right? Because I'll, I'll, I'll explain exactly what I did. But I kind of opened you up, because I'm present to the moment, uh -huh. I was able to do that. And then I kind of went deeper into something that you really enjoy and had you explain it to me, what it feels like. Right. And all those feelings. things. Feelings. You asked me about what it feels like, right? Of course. That's key. Of course. And, but what that's doing is you're, now you're investing something personal into the interaction, 
right? Mm-hmm. Did you did you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you could call that you selling yourself, but it means... No, but I even felt at this moment, even though we're doing this interview and we're practicing, like I did feel more connected to you. Like right. I felt like, oh, wow, okay. Well, we did like, just connect with the Shavasana thing. Oh, I, yeah. I feel so connected. Okay. But like, but that was, that was you investing into the interaction. And that, that's how you flip it around. So it's not you saying, I have a fucking Rolls Royce. It's, right. no, you're the one talking, I'm listening, and I'm leading the conversation in the way that I want it to go, which... This is a big key. It was just kind of a segue. And we'll get to the, the honest signals thing in a second. But you, we talk about it that guys usually ask. There's like two types of questions that people ask. Okay. There's data questions and there's process questions. Data and process? Okay. Data versus process. When a guy asks a data question, it's what do you do? How old are you? Where do you live? The answers are, are pure data, right? They're, they're not open-ended questions. They don't lead anywhere. And there's no emotional investment involved with them. Mm-hmm. But a process question is me asking you what the process is like. So when you say you do yoga, I say, what is it like for you when you enter in Shavasana and you just totally just like relax and, and dissolve into the moment? What is that like for you? We're talking about the process of the what process, it's like. The process, right. Exactly. What do you, what's your favorite part about it? What do you enjoy most about it? When did you first discover that this was something that was really important to you? Like we're talking about the process as opposed to data. Data is is like a dead end. I'm from Michigan. I live here. I do that. Right. right. And now okay. we've nothing to talk nowhere about. nowhere to go. Right. right. But now you're, now I'm, I'm asking process questions. You're telling me what it feels like to dissolve into the mat or whatever. And then I can now, now that you've invested, I can relate back and now we can connect because you told me about this emotion where it feels like you're dissolving. And I go, you know, like that's my favorite part of yoga too, is when I'm sitting there and I just, and I describe my feelings to you. And now that's how an emotional connection is made. But you don't, you can't emotionally connect. And I'm from Michigan, and I'm this old. We're both from Michigan, by the way. Funny, odd. I know, very odd. Um, okay, so right, I got it. Data versus process. So guys should focus more on the process. Yeah, questions. ask. Don't don't ask data questions. Just stick to the process. Not even process questions. Like process questions are great, but just have a process conversation where, like, that's when when, when girls talk about it, they meet a guy and they're like, and their friends are like, "What did you like about him?" Like during the conversation, it's just like, I don't know. We just we just vibed. We just right. clicked. That's what happens when you're having a process conversation. You're both sharing related experiences, funny stories, little anecdotes, and it's just like, it's this constant vibe going back and forth. And no one's like trying to like, I'm trying to pick her up. I'm trying to get something for her. She's trying to get something from him. It's just pure vibing. And that's where chemistry, that's what chemistry is. That is chemistry. And mm-hmm. it's emotional. It's like an, it's you are going to have emotional. totally emotional. Yeah. Emotional question. Now, what about subcommunication? Okay. So this is what I want to talk about. Okay. This is the honest signals I was talking about before. Honest yeah. signals? Okay. okay. So we have it, we have it totally laid out that people are attracted to things to people of higher status, right? Like this, yeah, this is I want to go back to that. Is it really like, but it's, like can yeah. we be equals too? Don't you think we're equals? Some people or you think initially no, we're attracted? I, I think we're all born equal, but then I think, no, no, no I'm saying, in but life. in life couples, do you think that couples are never equal? Or you're saying in the attraction phase, we're attracted. I'm to talking about early on. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, but the thing is you like, if a girl ends up like committing to a guy for a relationship and like, it starts off where he's like higher status than her and she's attracted to that. She doesn't want him to go down. Why would she want that? She wants no, she, she wants the biggest badass. That's what I mean. Why wouldn't she? Right. right. And he wants the same thing out of her. So, honest signals or, or high stat like so. I say honest signals are the signals that are communicating what level of status that you are. Okay. False signals would be cars, clothes, um, you know, like where you live, how much money mm-hmm. you make. That's all false because that doesn't tell us about a person. Right. That can be false. The honest stuff cannot be faked. The honest signals, for the most part, eye contact body language, vocal tonality, energy, things like that. And that's, we call those the sub communications, everything that's not being actually said. But because the thing is like, we're taught from a very young age how to deceive and mislead and and misdirect with our words. Like that's not hard. We know how to do that, Mm -hmm. but we're not taught. Like we trust what we pick up on other people from their body language, their vocal tonality and their eye contact. Those are the honest 
signals, and those make up like 80, 90% of attraction. So do you teach that to men, like the, oh, the yeah. right, honest commit? Like, how do you... Yeah, so when they when they download the Deadliest Pickle Line of all time, when they go see that, they're going to see a video of me actually demonstrating this line oh, really? in a whole conversation on a girl. On a, okay. They're going to see the whole thing. So what Hold gonna, on a minute. com slash, slash Jason. Watch him do this. Okay. Yeah, so ahead. we'll see it live. And the reason that I was like, like, if it's a Deadliest Pickle Line, like, you could do that on paper or, like, an audio, right? But the key thing is, and this is what I talk about in the videos you guys will see, is it's not the words that really matter. Because you ask a girl, like, if a guy she just met and she was attracted to her, you're like, what did you talk about? She won't remember. Right. She has no idea. She just remembers the feeling. Remember the feelings the people feeling. give us. It's true. Of course. So in the video, that way you can see my body language. You can see my eye contact. You can see my vocal tonality. And you'll see her, she'll start playing with her hair at a certain point. I didn't tell her to do that, but it's because this is, like, attraction is hardwired. We can't help it. If we meet... A guy, if a girl meets a guy and he's conveying these qualities about himself, she will feel attracted to him. So she starts playing with her hair, her pupils become dilated, her foot starts like moving around because she's a little nervous. So you can see all of these things happening live in front of you. And it's all about, I mean, it's, the line is almost, it's almost meaningless. Like I, listen, I mind fuck for like a professional. That's what I always say. It's like, I'm a professional mind fucker. Like I teach people how to mind fuck because it's fun for me. And I like the words and it's not manipulation, but it's like, it's leading people to do things that they wanted to do, but didn't necessarily feel like they had permission to do like mm-hmm. a one night stand or something. Like if, if a girl, like, here's the thing, like if a girl goes out with the intention of like, like I'm a girl who doesn't have one night stands, but there's this huge part of her inside that's like, God, it would be so much fun to meet a dangerous guy and just right. do it one time. You're that guy. I can, yeah. I, I'll tell you what to say to open her up so that part of her comes to the surface and is like, fuck it, I want to be free, I want to go do this. But you're not going to make her do it. You're just going to bring that to the surface, uh, and then she gets like, to decide. What do you do if you want? Like, tell me. Just, okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to know. Okay. So, I bet I, I can almost guarantee that this has happened to you in your past. <laughs> like the guy didn't know he was doing it, but it like it still happened, right? right? So if there's a girl who's like, you know, I just like, I'm so stuck in my head and like what my friends think about me if I like, if I don't want to stand with the guy I just met. That's how most girls are. Like for the most part, they're, right. they're worried they're about insecure. being judged. What if the guy doesn't call? What if their friends judge? Right. He exactly. talks about her. They only want to stand. Right. Exactly. So I could say something to her like, um, you know, you know what? Like I can tell that you're like a very like rational person and you make a lot of like smart decisions and that's good. But there's also like the side to you that just like is spontaneous and adventurous and independent and kind of like does what she wants right right and you'll say yeah, yeah like i know yeah, that's of course yeah, yeah and i'll be like yeah you know what i just i like in my life just personally like i like to have all my friends i call it asi like that's like the most important quality that someone who i'm going to spend time with can have and it's being adventurous spontaneous independent like those three things to me i feel like the happiest people are always asi and the people who are always neurotic and worried about shit aren't like they can't live right. in the moment they can't go with their feelings they can't trust themselves they're so worried about everyone thinks like so true how fucked up is that so messed up right and now all of a sudden i've laid down this frame of our conversation and i'm like oh i'm fun and spontaneous exactly so now that next thing you know we're in the bathroom and exactly. i'm like on my knees or something <laughs> <laughs> but it, but i didn't make you do anything you didn't want to no. I'm, it's like you're subtly giving someone permission to be like you know what like dude like you can be free and is it under the assumption that every all of us have that part or aspire to be more spontaneous well here's the thing everyone like if i'm has type that. a i'm like don't call me type a like i'm spontaneous <laughs> right? right right everyone but does every, that. that's the thing everyone has a conservative side and everyone has a more adventurous side and it's always going back and forth but when we're like i'm sure you have friends where you hang around and you guys act really goofy right but then you have other friends where it's more like serious and philosophical right 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 because they bring out those sides to you 
So if, if you're a guy who wants to pick up girls and go for one-night stands, then you need to be the guy who can bring out the adventurous, spontaneous, independent side of her. ASI, I like that. Mm-hmm. Love the acronyms, and I'll remember. Exactly. Um, okay, so well, what about um, making you... Okay, well, first of all, you're sort of legendary at such a young age. Mm-hmm. No, but I've heard, like, I hear you have some crazy sex stories. I, I do, yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear, like, your what comes to mind when I say that. What's your crazy um, sex story? Well, and how did so, it happen? Can you can you talk me through the science of what happened when you got to get there? Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you. <laughs> Besides I'll, a lot of alcohol. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you yeah. a local story. Okay. Okay. And alcohol always helps, of course. Local. Does that mean like it happened in? In say Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I I travel a lot. I'm like speaking and coaching and stuff. So like some of these stories were like San Francisco. Actually, there's a story that happened on the trolley, the late night trolley that goes around. I love downtown. it. I'm, I just moved. I know. Right, that's right, what I'm right, okay. Yeah. So there's one there, but they're like. Hard to pick. Chicago, New York, Miami, Vegas, Austin. Yeah, I mean, we can go all day. But let's go Santa Monica. Okay. So, um, recently I was at uh, this bar in Brentwood, okay? And there was, like, a bunch of people there, and it was this girl's birthday, and she had a lot of friends there. And I meet this girl there, and we start talking. And and immediately, like, we're not having a boring conversation. It's immediately, it's flirtatious from the start, right? Like, I think think what I said to her was, like... She was like, she was like at the bar, like watching the television. It was like a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And I went up to her and I was like, you know, like you don't have to pretend to like sports to impress me. Like, I, I just like you for you. Like something totally flirtatious right. and playful, right? So we were instantly, we're bantering, we're vibing. Um, and then she started telling me that I was just like a normal LA douche who probably didn't read any books. That was what she said, which I thought was hilarious. But uh, this is good because if I know how to respond to that, then right. the tension is just going to rise and rise and rise. So she, she said to you, you're probably an LA douche who doesn't like read yeah. books because no one here reads books. They course, say yeah. but you do anyway, right. but right. Right. So, okay. I mean, which, which to me is yeah. awesome because I'm, I'm not only you're like, so not that guy. Right. Right. So I can, I can be everything. Right. So I said to her, I was like, that sounds exactly like a girl, like a girl who doesn't read books. That sounds like something she would say, like to make up for her own, uh-huh. her own lack of book insecurities. Right. So we start playing on that. And then we start talking about like Ayn Rand because we both, turns out we both love Ayn Rand. Right. And we connected on that. Right. And we're talking about that. So after like 20 minutes of that, I'm like, this is how I usually get a girl to leave the bar. Like to start, I'm just going to say like, we had the adventurous, spontaneous, we had all those conversations, but I said to her, I was like, listen, it's like, it's like one it's like really crowded and hot in here. Like, let's go for a walk. I'm always, let's go for a walk. And she's like, done. Let's go. Right. Cause we're spontaneous. Right. We already, we already established that. So we're walking, um, down the streets of like, uh, it was Wilshire Boulevard, mm-hmm. like up and down in Santa Monica and you're like 26. And then we're like. I'm, like, taking her behind, like, the Verizon parking lot. We're, like, making out there. And one of my favorite things to do is, like, slam a girl against the wall. Like, protect her head. Make <laughs> Not out. slam her, like, yeah. He protects her head. Okay. Yes, of course. In, like, a dominant but, like, protective way. Yeah. So we're, like, making women out. Women like that. Of course. A yeah. lot of women. Yeah. Dominant. And, and you, take, you take your hands. You put both of them above her head. You hold them with one hand. Like, yeah. So I'll do that for 10 seconds. And then... I always, this is like a big key, you guys out there, for like building sexual tension. I'll just let it all, the treasure chest. Guys all, yeah, you're letting it all out. Okay, care, guy, right? he usually charges a lot of money for this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just love sharing. I really right. do. Um, plus, I'm bragging right now. Right. So, and it's under, the, it's hot. The, it's yeah. under the confines of I can do this, so this is cool. Mm-hmm. So, one of the best things you can do is when you like, you're making out with her and you do that, like the first kisses, be the one to pull back first. Take it away first. Leave her wanting more. So I'll push her against the wall and, and hands above the head or making out. And then after 10 seconds, I'll just suddenly just slowly pull away and start walking away. I won't even turn around to look at her. And I'm just, and then she's like, what did you just do? What are you doing? Right. She starts chasing after me. Right. And I'm, if she grabs up, she's like, what did you just do? And I'm just like, come on, let's go. Keep going. Right. It's totally ignore it. And now she's like, she's like, oh, is he, right. You're yeah. keeping on her toes. Totally unpredictable. She's no idea what I'm going to do next. Right. Which is, you're which is where you want fun guy. Right. Exactly. Right. So we're walking down the street and I'm thinking to myself, so I, this is, this is recently when I lived in Santa Monica. So I was like, how can I get her home? Okay. One of the most important things you have to remember is when you are taking a girl home, it's almost always better if you can have a reason why you're going there besides 
were there to have sex. Right. The first time, at least. Because that way she can rationalize Oh, I gotta feed my dog or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Right. Like, this video I have to show you, or we're hungry, let's make fruit smoothies, whatever it is. So... Smoothies. Yeah. But I wanted to that push it. That works for it. me every time. Right? Who doesn't want a fruit smoothie at 2 in the morning? Everyone does. Yeah. It's healthy, right? It's like a very totally. easy sell. But this is not a normal sex story. This is a crazy sex story. Okay, right. So I like, I like to push boundaries. I like to like take chances and stuff. So I said to her, it was like 2 in the morning, I'm like, have you ever... Um, and you know what I said? I said, are you a spontaneous person? That was like the first thing. I like, right, would you like consider yourself a spontaneous person? Of course she goes, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go to the beach then. Boom. Grab her by the hand, take the on a cab, and went straight to like the Santa Monica beach. Okay. Uh-huh. So she's already like, she's spontaneous. This is what she's doing. She's committed. So immediately we go to the beach. We, <laughs> it, was, it was really funny because we were walking like down that, over that bridge down to the beach in Santa mm-hmm. Monica. And we're like walking, like we're on the sand and she like stops me like a hundred feet from the water. And she's like, wait, I just, I need to know right now. She's like, are you... Are you like just having fun or are you like looking for something more? Right. But just she was thinking about it. Like, okay. This this was basically her saying, if we have sex right now, what should I expect? Right. Okay. And this is something I teach this all guys, t- okay? T- yeah. Oh, what? Never fucking lie to a woman. Ever. Just be like, here's the thing. Guys think if they lie, like, and they tell her what she wants to hear, that's gonna somehow be better. One, it will always fuck you in the ass if you right. do that at some point. Um she knows she she all right, she knows in some level when you're telling the truth. Like she'll always know. Right. And they love it when you're just blatantly honest. Like, it's it's so rare and refreshing nowadays that it's actually an attractive quality. Exactly. So just be blatantly honest. So what'd you say? So I said, no, I'm just, I'm just having fun. Like, I like I, I make no guarantees about what's going to happen after, but I know right now I'm, like, really enjoying this moment with you and I want to keep building this adventure with you. And she was like, okay, cool. Great, that's all she needed to know. Yeah. Okay. She knows where to put me in her emotional compartment, whatever right. it is, which is fine. So we get, we get towards the water. I just start taking all my clothes off. She joins. We get naked. We go in the water. It's three in the morning oh now. It's freezing no one too, on right? Or no? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking it's alcohol. Well, the water was yeah. cold. Well, that was my thing. Is I'll just be totally honest. Is I didn't. I was like, how am I gonna get like how am I gonna get a boner in like freezing cold water? Yeah, like, um, that's the first thing I thought. Okay. No, it was fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out really well. Okay. Um, there was. I think the whole experience was just really hot, so it made no problem. But we went in the water. We did things. Um, and then at like four, we get out and we're like walking. So here's the part. We're walking out of the ocean now. We've already like been asleep. We already right. were fucking. Like, right. So. On the same. Okay. I'm just trying to understand. Like, did you have a blanket? No, we were in the water. You had sex in the water. Yeah. In the ocean. Like in like the shallow parts. So the water was like up to our waist, let's say. With the sand and everything though? No protection? This isn't good. Everyone use protection. <laughs> that okay, was bad. <laughs> I usually, it was, yeah, that was bad. Kids, I, I, th- I thought the yeah. salt in the water would help. Okay. It doesn't. People okay. protection. Go ahead. Carry yeah. in your pocket. 99% of the time, I always right. make this sure. This is the first time he's ever not used protection. Ever. So. Safe sex. Safe sex with Emily. Yeah. I actually do agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we're walking out of the water and like our feet are now wet and we're covered in sand and like throw our clothes on each other. Like we're still kind of wet and my apartment's four blocks away. So I'm like, all right, let's go shower. We're straight to my place. We go in the shower. Now we're like washing each other off. We spent the whole night fucking, and then right. it was, like it was an amazing night, right? And a huge part of that whole thing was there's two things, okay? I always say like if you're gonna have a one night stand with a girl, one you need to always be leading, okay? She will not take initiative for you to have for her to have a one night stand, like unless she's like I need to have sex tonight, she's not gonna do that. You need to be the one leading. You need to be the one saying all right, let's go for a walk. How spontaneous are you? Let's go to the beach. Let's go take a shower. Right. Like you need to be leading her on this fun, exciting, unpredictable adventure. Um, and then, I mean, that's, that's really the big thing. That's, and then number two is, is, is giving her permission. Did you ever see her again? Yeah. Yeah. Do you date her? Like. Not seriously. She's in your rotation. 
Sure, we could say that. She's, you know what? She's much more than a rotation girl to me. Oh, she's, she is. She's, she's more than a rotation girl. She's the ocean girl to me. She's the ocean, <laughs> the ocean rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say? Um, how do you make her want to like rip your clothes off? Like, how do you create like that that sexual sure. energy? How do you so, do that? So okay, so there's there's two parts to this. All right, number one is the subcommunications. So you can. You can like turn a girl on just with your eye contact. Like most guys don't realize this because they've never so looked the girl. Guys in the eyes. who look down and like they don't look at the woman in the eye makes me crazy. Yeah. Well, you're the thing is those guys like if, guys like if you're out there listening to this like stop doing that. You're telling her that you don't consider yourself worthy of her when you won't look her in the eyes. That's literally what you're saying. So if you don't consider yourself worthy of her, how the fuck is she gonna think that she that you're like she should be attracted to you? Mm-hmm. If you don't think that you're worthy, why would she think so? And this is something, the eye contact is something, you have to folk, you have to like practice it. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. I do it with everyone now, I've had to learn it, but I, and when I don't do eye contact, even if it's a business meeting, I notice when I'm not, because I'm so self-aware that, that eye contact is so right. important with you, every kind of communication. Do you, ever, do you ever notice what situations where it, like it's, it comes up more together? Well, what situations it's, are it's usually, I actually, when I'm really trying to focus on something or think about like, like right now, like I close my eyes and I think sometimes and I think it's a distraction, but it usually comes up when I'm mm-hmm. like thinking i look up to think mm-hmm. and then to i look access, like, to access yeah. my brain and then i go back down that's mm-hmm. what it is usually when you're not making good eye contact. when i'm making good, good eye but otherwise i i really like try because then i feel like it's just a false connection with someone like right. anyone everyone just feels better right like bill clinton was the most amazing that's why amazing he, he the reality distortion field yeah yeah exactly well ironically like i so my i don't i don't read like I hate, like, nonfiction books. Like, I, they bore the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this guy's telling me, like, eight steps. I'm just like, fuck you. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I learned best from reading biographies. Those are my favorite things to mm-hmm. read. And the last, like, five books that I've read have been biographies of, like, great men, like, great leaders. And every single one of them, there was, like, chapters dedicated to their eye contact. Seriously. So it was Cl- Clinton was one of them. Okay. I'm Jewish, but I read a book about Hitler because I wanted to, like, learn more about right. that. And he, he would pierce people's souls with his eyes. Um, Steve Jobs was known for his fucking stare down. Um, I'm reading a book on Russell Brand. He talks about eye contact in there. He's like one of my favorite people in the world. Right. But it's like all of these guys, every, every like badass dude has figured out that the way to get what you want is be amazing with eye contact. Right. You know, David's great with it too. Yeah. So, so our friend David Wagner. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's so important. Right. It's, it's so fucking important. It's so important. Eye contact. It's something anyone can learn, but you got to practice it. Mm-hmm. And then start to realize right now when you're listening to this, even if you're like, you know, ordering your coffee at the coffee shop this morning, are you looking at the barista when you're ordering your coffee? Like most people aren't. And I even make, like wherever I go, like I just try to make exactly. eye contact. It just makes a connection with, with everyone. Which I think it totally is, does, yeah. It's much, it's much more like, um, I don't know, I think you just live, you're more in touch with your heart and more in touch with your life. Like when you really are connecting with everyone you come in contact with. Yeah. And because when you, when you're like looking someone dead in the eyes and they're looking right back at you you there, there's a part of you the reason that you probably don't feel comfortable doing it right now is because you feel like there's some part of you that like you normally hide that they can see now right because the, the eyes are the windows to the soul right so it's like you look someone dead in the eyes it's like you're being totally vulnerable and you're putting it all out there and that makes you uncomfortable right now but the truth is is that if you're a guy you can just look at a woman in the eyes just totally open and free and nonchalant and don't care that's attractive because mm-hmm. you're put you're saying this is me entirely i fucking own it like, I know you love it, and that's it. Right. And that's that that turns her on right there. So you want to talk about sexual tension, You we could be talking about socks right now. But if we have this strong eye contact going in, I'm like, I just love black socks. Like, just those, like, like Argyle socks. There's something about right. them, you know? But we're just holding this eye right. contact. The tension just builds. Exactly. So it's like you it's don't It's building need... right now. Can you all feel it? Yeah. <laughs> 
but it's like you don't need amazing lines to like turn someone on. No, just, just be it's present not about lines. It's and like, be there. It's all. So what we're saying here today, and we're gonna have to wrap up. But if you want to hear more from Jason, go to sexwithemily.com slash slash Jason. I think that's what it is. dot com slash mm-hmm. Jason J A S O N. And um, you can get, they're getting your free video. Mm-hmm. The deadliest pickup line of the all The deadliest pickup line. It's awesome. You guys have got to check this out and you'll just learn more about Jason when he's like, but I think this is, this is really helpful that you are not, you had to learn this because people mm-hmm. think, I think so many men and women spend time like beating themselves up about like, why well, can't I do it? Why well, can't I do it? But it's like a learned skill. Like everything you want to be good at in life, you've got to practice. Well, here's the thing is I just heard this quote the other day and I thought it was fucking awesome, but it's like everyone, like everyone is self is self-created but only successful people want to admit it right so like exactly where you are right now like you made yourself that way so like just accept it don't get mad about it but just accept it take it for what it is and understand that that also tells you that you have the power to create whoever you want to be a week from now a month from now a year from now so this is a skill like you've just you've taught yourself how to make bad eye contact with someone right and now you can teach yourself how to make Good eye contact. Exactly. Good eye contact. I love yeah. that every single biography you write was about eye contact because I think that's so important. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Okay, Jason, you're the best. Thank you. And um, thanks everyone for listening to Sex with Emily. Again, please uh, check out sexwithemily.com slash, slash Jason. Why can't I say slash today? Slash. My Michigan accent just came out. Slash Jason. Slash. <laughs> um, also, check out all of my podcasts. I've got hundreds of podcasts. If this is your first Sex with Emily podcast, you can find them all on iTunes. You can subscribe. Go to my website, sexwithemily.com. And put in your email address and get my free report of the mistakes, five biggest mistakes. We have one for men and one for women that you are making in bed. I guarantee you will see yourself in one of those profiles. Just little tweaks here and there. You can change it so you can rock his or her world. Also, check out my book, Hot Sex, Over 200 Things You Can Try Tonight. This is all on my website. My iPhone app, Kaggle Camp. Hello, men and women. You want to have stronger orgasms? Check out Kaggle Camp and um, check out my other iPhone app, which is Sex with Emily's Sex Drive, which is for couples. It helps you enhance your sex life and do all those crazy things that you want to do, but you're afraid to ask. So thanks, everyone, for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Have you guys heard my news? I have a new sex gig. I'm not a porn star. It's better. I just launched my new premium skincare brand called Emily and Tony. These products are tried and true to help spice up your sex life, which is what I'm all about. I'm talking about massage oil candles that are one part candle, one part body oil, and check out these flavors. They come in delicious scents like creme de vanilla, cocoa, and fougere. And they're hydrating, and they leave your skin feeling super luxurious. We even have a product for the guys called Down Under Comfort that helps keep their balls smelling fresh and clean and dry all day, which is exactly what you want, right? So guys, if you take care of your balls, your partner will take care of you. So help us keep this podcast free. Use code EMILY to get 20% off your first purchase at emilyandtony.com. Trust me, you'll love them and you're welcome.